You're listening to a Flawless Noises Media Network production. Welcome back to another episode of the Ratchet Rambling Podcast presented to you by Flawless Noises Media. I am one of your hosts. I am Jeremy. I ain't got no AKAs for today. Let's go ahead and get this party started. And I'm joined by my friend and my co-host. Hey, everybody. It's Candice. You know me on all social media. Not so newlywed PC. My AKA is uh, Dick and Sip. Sipping Dick. Paint Dick. <laughs> dick and Paint. Listen. <laughs> if y'all gonna be out here sucking Dick down to the Paint and Sip, just start an OnlyFans. <laughs> Make it lucrative. Only drip if y'all you have y'all. It is a it's a pandemic. Y'all is sucking dick at the paint and sip in the middle of a pandemic. That's a little <laughs> too nasty for me. I'm kink shaming. Yes, I am. <laughs> I am because that's nasty. Okay, it's very nasty. Sipping when when they is. said sipping paint, they didn't mean nobody painting your throat. <laughs> Throw baby. <Yes>, <laughs> throat palate all right right, you know let's move on all right before we get started we um we we were off last week i was a little under the weather i didn't want to be in here um snotting and sniffling all in y'all's goddamn ears i know you appreciate it because i can't stand when motherfuckers constantly clearing their fucking throat on the microphone okay i'm not no ass bitch i'll just take the day off for real but we back and uh while we were gone cardi b sued the goddamn uh dollar store wine glasses off tasha k dollar store and, wine glasses all right yeah okay. you know they sell wine glasses down to the dollar tree you know they do i've seen them all the time she sued the goddamn dollar tree wine glass dollar and a quarter tree should i say she sued the dollar and the quarter tree yeah, wine glasses afford, off Tasha K for slander and libel. Celebrities are morally bankrupt enough where you do not have to uh, fabricate bullshit about them. Like, let's be honest here. Celebrities are awful people. You, right. They do awful things to amass the wealth that they have, and they do awful things to keep it. They are awful in general. Um, I don't have much faith that there's any celebrity that's not morally bankrupt to some capacity because you're playing a game of capitalism and you're trying to be the one that's at the top of the food chain and you'll step on any and everybody to get there. So you don't have to make up lies about celebrities. They awful enough people on their own. Mm. Uh, In my opinion, Cardi B did it the right way because Tasha K needed the dry skin slapped off her fucking face the sit the shit that she was saying about cardi the fact that cardi had to even present her medical records to prove that she hadn't had any stds stis wasn't spreading stds stis um you know that girl said cardi b did so many drugs when she was pregnant that's why they're you know her and offset's daughter is delayed and all kind of shit just a whole bunch of baseless facts that she even admitted in court that she never had any uh any information to confirm those rumors to be true that's crazy but you know when you she, know that you don't have no facts and you're doing shit anyway that's crazy yeah and double down on it and the thing is 
Cardi B has been problematic enough in the past where you didn't even have to make up no lies about her. Right. If you was a decent enough bitch, you could have brought up, you know, her multiple times being transphobic. You could bring up her making really nasty comments to, to people as clapbacks and talking about people's um, assumed deceased children and shit like that. Like, there's so much that Cardi B has given us in a negative way <laughs> that you didn't have to fabricate. That you didn't have to lie. You didn't have to do that. So suffer. Yeah. Because I mean, this is also, even, I'm not even being funny. Uh, I saw the story um, and I just had this kind of the same reaction as you, you know, it's you when you do clownery. But Tasha K is also the woman who like quite literally was doing a lot of, um, how should I say this, um, shielding and lying for that pink lady's husband. So this is not surprising to me at all. That she would do. Oh wow! Okay, okay. Yeah. yeah, I didn't know that. Oh, you didn't know she that? She just has a. I did not know that. She yeah, just she, has a yeah. very nasty aura. I could tell by the way she handled this Martell, Melody, and um, Ariane situation that she she lives her life trying to advocate for the devil. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's how so she get her revenue. I knew. Yeah, that's how she gets her revenue. And if that's what you want to do, that's fine. But there's going to be consequences for that type of behavior. I mean, the devil don't need advocates. Hello. And and you you played yourself. Um, Especially when your wig kind of looked like something the devil would wear. But that's yeah, worst worst of worst of luck to you. Like even if it's as it pertains to pop culture and celebrity gossip, you still should move with a certain air of integrity and morality just for your own protection. Like when we hear rumors and we report them, we always make sure that it's alleged. Like allegedly this is what's being said. Allegedly this is what's going on. We never speak in absolutes because we don't have absolute knowledge that these rumors are true and not just rumors. Right. Stuff if, that we know, that can, we know, stuff we know for fact, we don't allege. But if it's just rumors, then we say that to cover yeah, our ass because we don't know. Exactly. So if with your platform, if with your access, you can at the very minimum be honest and be like, allegedly, this is what was being said around the industry or, you know, in the back channels, the celebrity life, whatever. You get what you get because it's really not easy. It's not hard to put, throw that allegedly label on shit. Right. So it is rumored. It is alleged. All that shit is simple. Two, two, three little simple words to protect your best interest. But pay, pay that girl her money. Pay her that four million. Dummy. Now you look you a stupid. big dummy. Now you're going to have to try to rebuild and rebrand like Nicole Bitchy did. Yeah. Now that's a name I haven't heard in a while. Um. Also... Stop hiding behind your identities after you get caught with your hand in the cookie jar. Okay. Stop hiding behind your identities when you get caught with your hand in the cookie jar. If you are popping shit and kicking shit off, if you are being subliminal, you are being shady. I always tell people when you're being shady, stand up in it, say it with your chest on it, because there's always a good possibility on social media that your shade will make it to the intended person's eyes. Okay, if a tweet get enough traction, it's very, very likely that the person that you were shading down will see it. 
especially on Twitter, because Twitter loves to when you say something, Twitter be like, who, who, who? Eventually, that owl gonna knock. Um, once you get caught being shady and you get corrected, you get checked. Don't start playing a well. You you're being violent to me as a fat, black, poor, stinky, loser ass woman. Don't don't do that. Don't do that. Because if you wanted people to respect your identities, you should have given that respect. Or just shut the fuck up. Like if you talk shit and it and somebody returned that energy to you, you can't cry about it. Because once you start being shady, once you start talking shit, you can't dictate how people respond to that. And some people like to get neat down deep, knee deep, neck deep in the mud when the motherfucker starts slinging mud at them. Everybody don't have a, a line that they refuse to cross when people are talking shit. A lot of us do. I do. Kids off limits to me. People's family yeah. off limits to me. De- they deceased loved ones is off limits to me. But there's some people who will get down deep in the mud and they'll talk about your kids, your cat, your your, your yeah. grandma, your grandpappy, your great-great-grandma who, who teeth was wooden and all kind of shit. Yeah, like I don't have to do that because I'm a clever, funny motherfucker. But some people I'm a just clever don't have motherfucker, and I'm gonna I'm gonna take your scalp off. I want your scalp. Right. Your right, mama right. them ain't did nothing to me. I want you. I'm after you. Yeah. I'm on your neck. But once you, but again, once you disrespect somebody subliminally or directly, you can't dictate how they respond to that. So when they respond, take your lick and keep it moving. And again, don't start throwing up your identities. You could always avoid that by just shutting the fuck up. And minding your business or take going to your group chat. Also that. (laughs) Am I I'm gonna be honest? I'm a lot quieter on social media. You any nobody could deny that. Like, cause a lot of the times lately I've been lost in the motherfucker about the, the chaos on the timeline. Yeah. I take my shade to my group chat. What Curtis always used to say, hashtag keep it an eye message. Keep it an eye message. So because y'all listen to this damn show, y'all know we some shady motherfuckers, but we usually keep that shit in the group chat. Absolutely. Um D Ray and Sean King can both eat shit. (laughs) I never I was wondering if you didn't bring it up, I would. I I will never forget when D Ray said that that pl- the people who did Planet of the Apes was making a mockery <laughs> out of him. You know what was putting that monkey that in a in a blue vest. You know what was crazy. And then that, subsequently, Whoopi Goldberg <laughs> taking to the View to explain to D Ray that that he wasn't the first motherfucker to put a blue vest on. You know what was wild about that is that because I remember that day initially. He said, like, y'all reaching, like, come on now, that's... And then he let yeah. motherfuckers hype and then his he head And he let up. motherfuckers hype him up to believe that was that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I, I said what? it <laughs> on Ratchet Reloaded, and I'll say it here. There is never a reason for people to have absolute power because absolute power corrupts people. It just does. When people have absolute power over people and things, it goes to their head and then they start to move in their own best interest versus the best interest of the greater good. So seeing, hearing how this has unfolded and and what was going on behind the scenes, I want to be shocked, but sadly I'm not. I mean, yeah, because it's it's, it's mad funny, right? Because like, 
at the because it's not like people you know at the time weren't saying this shit. It's just that they got called haters. They got called you know all types all types of things. But it's like when people people can, when people spot the grift, they see it, and they did. And, A lot of people called it from other, a mile away. And the other part is um, people. Uh, you have to give people a chance to prove that they not worthy of the grace you're giving them. I don't know what y'all wanted from people. Like people would, well, y'all was hyping D-Ray up. Well, we didn't know what D-Ray was doing behind the scenes. But like Jeremy said, once people started noticing the, the, the change and the grift and, you know, how funny he was moving, people called it out. Yeah. But until you see it with your own eyes, there's literally nothing you can say or do about it. Yeah. You know? It's like certain... (laughs) Not to go full shave on it, but it is, you know, like certain individuals on Twitter that, you know, on some bullshit, but, you know, when people called it out, they got called, you know, haters, you know, all types of things. You just got to let people see the grift, you know, at, on their own pace, you can't force nobody to see what you see, even if you're right. Exactly, and that's just what it is. Um, but he is not. But he with, is not seeing it. Neither yeah. of them are. They're not seeing it. Yeah, that's all we had. You know, for ratchet shit of the week, we're gonna get into these shows, starting with selling Tampa. Um, Speaking of selling ratchet. This is gonna be so shady, but I can't imagine having no baby with Ocho Cinco in 2021, 2022, 2023, or whatever. He's just he's a he's an abuser. He headbutted his ex-wife because she called him cheating. I don't I never really understand women who overlook that kind of stuff. Like I just I never I never really get it. Because nine times out of a 10, abusers didn't wake up and just start abusing one specific person one day. It's always been a part of their character. And they honestly don't stop. They just find better ways to do it without getting caught. So I just was sitting there, like, looking at her. First of all, he got seven kids. You got three. Now you're pregnant again. Y'all don't live in this. Y'all just be fucking raw off vibes. (laughs) and y'all are too old for that because before you got to having unprotected sex where was the conversation about okay so we're doing this but what happens if i get pregnant you got three younger kids he got he got some older kids and younger kids but you didn't even consider your kids in the situation with what happens when you get pregnant who's relocating your daughter cried a bucket of fucking tears because she don't want to leave tampa Mm mm-hmm but you as a pregnant woman, your partner needs to be available and present and accounted for in this pregnancy. Where does that leave you? Why all this planning you do, all this shit you talk about these other women, but you in your personal life, you just roll, you just fucking on vibes. Just hit a YOLO. No plans, um, no plans, no protection, just vibes. I honestly wish that um, Ann Sophie, Sophie Ann, whatever her name is, 
I, I wanted her to cuss Colony out. Colony really has did. needed to get cussed out for a long time now. Colony should have got cussed out because trying to throw Ann Sophie under the bus for having a conversation with Rena, Rena, and again, there's no such thing as company loyalty. We didn't see Sherelle sit up here and talk about, well, whoever is not producing, they're getting cut. We cutting dead weight. Right. You don't give a fuck about what these people got going on in their personal lives that's preventing them from giving their level best in their work life. And let's be honest, your personal life has a huge bearing on your professional life and vice versa. When your work life shitty, it make your personal life feel shitty. When your personal life feels shitty, it's hard for you to concentrate on your professional life. She don't give a fuck about that. If y'all not bringing in commission, she talking about cutting dead weight. So I'm just very confused that Colony having this whole, well, we should be loyal to Sherelle. Sherelle's not loyal to y'all. Sherelle is loyal to her bag. Yeah. And even here, Sherelle not even completely loyal to her high producers. I mean, her high performers. Like, because she talked to all y'all like shit. And and Sophie and Colony and uh, Rena, they're her highest producers. And Rena been with her since she started uh, Allure. Mm. So it's just kind of like I'm not a I'm not I don't give a fuck about company loyalty. I'm gonna always do what's best for me professionally. Right. And I stand on that. And I think every, especially black people, especially black women, you you need to be loyal to yourself professionally. Yeah, because these companies are not loyal to you. And, 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 and I don't care if they black-owned, right. brown-owned, yellow-owned, pink-owned, blue-owned, green. A motherfucker, you can die tomorrow and they will fill your position three days later. And not give a single fuck. And not give a single fuck. You won't even be in the fucking ground yet and somebody will have had your goddamn job. And Sophie didn't owe Colony shit. And Colony refusing to, again, hiding behind identities and feelings. You heard my feelings when you wouldn't let me talk. Shut the fuck up. You a grown titty woman. If you can't make a motherfucker respect your mind, then that ain't got nothing to do with them. I felt like you was over talking me and I felt, shut up. Well, you. you, you and you, you got like- a lot to say for somebody who was accused of fucking their clients. Uh- you <laughs> well, you felt like she was over talking and you over dicking. So now y'all so so what is the truth, beloved? Exactly. Exactly. Um I didn't care about this divorce party. I'll be honest. Same. Did not care. Um I was like, please that get house to the next thing, that, please. that house that they went and saw was beautiful. I'm I'm do we have to thrive? Do we have to try and thrive in a world built on capitalism? Yes. If I ever have the means to be able to afford a thirty million dollar house, I'm never buying a thirty million dollar house. I'm I'm just not. I don't you care know? where life takes me financially. I could be. I could win. Become a millionaire tomorrow and have all the wealth in the world. I don't think I want to play that game because once you start, you can't stop. Once you buy a $30 million house, now you have to pay to upkeep a $30 million house. Mm-hmm. To me, it just seems obnoxious, honestly. Like, 
a waste. Like <laughs> you got you yeah, got it a thirty seems like a waste. You got a thirty yeah. million thirty million dollar house and motherfuckers don't even have a house. <laughs> like what? That's kind of that's crazy. That's, that's kind of that's kind of where I sit at, and I and I pray to one day be wealthy and be able to, you know, afford my kids a life where they don't have to as when they get older they go to they ain't gotta you know take out student loans and shit like that but i just don't ever want to get in the mindset where i feel like i need a a a 30 million dollar house like you said jeremy you could take 15 million and try to figure out how to open up a a a shelter for women and kids yeah (laughs) Like, that's the kind of stuff I think about. Like, damn, if I ever get my hands on some millions, I'm going to start me a dispensary. For sure. For sure. Okay. For sure. <laughs> I'm going to open me up some strip clubs. For sure. Because this is a pro-sex worker uh, account. Okay. Come on. Come on, Where, big where booty women bitches. can shake, where, where big booty bitches can shake ass safely. Safely. Okay. Emphasis on And I want to... <laughs> And I want to provide things in our communities that we don't have access to, like like healthcare with healthcare providers who actually care about the, the things that we go through medically. You know, shelters for women and children and even black men, detox centers and, and drug rehab and, you know, after school programs, food banks. It's so much in my mind that you could do with $30 million besides blow it on a house that you really won't fully live in. When you got a house that's $30 million, you don't live in that house. Or that one house, though. Was it the last episode? The one that had like, what, five bathrooms? Six. Six bathrooms? Yeah. It had more bathrooms than bedrooms. Like, bro, come on now. Like, come on. <laughs> like, what the fuck is you doing in that goddamn house? Come on. Like, this world's obsession with luxury is be- it's gonna it's becoming its downfall. Honestly. Yeah. Yeah. Capitalism. Capitalism is 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 ugly. So, um, what was interesting is that Rena is looking at spaces for her own firm, and so I'm glad that although she and Cheryl had a conversation, she hadn't she hasn't quite given up on wanting to start her own brokerage, and I hope that she does. I right. really hope that she does. I just do not like the way that Cheryl carries business, um. I don't like the way that she speaks about her employees to others. Mm, To uh, to other employees. To other employees is very much so given um, workplace harassment. Mm -hmm. Like if this was any other business, like nigga, you talk about an HR like nightmare. Yeah. And, And I don't like the fact that for somebody who talks all that money shit and doing business shit and boss shit, that you don't really have a proper human resources set up. Right. So, I mean, I like the show. We got one more episode to cover, but uh, Sherelle's not giving what she thinks she gave. Like she thinks she giving big, bad boss bitch. And it's kind of giving you kind of bossed up, but you really cut a lot of corners to get there. And you really step on a lot of people and mistreat a lot of people to stay there. Your own people. So, you know, I won't say worst of luck. I hope you have a very healthy pregnancy and things are okay. Regardless of how I feel about the person you procreated with, um, I still hope you have a healthy pregnancy, a, a safe 
you know, labor and delivery and everything else. But when it comes to how you do business, you a fucking bozo. Correct. Speaking of bozos, um, why y'all won't just jump Cisco? <laughs> and you don't have to jump him because I don't even believe he can fight. But this this fat, light-skinned, pepper pig-looking motherfucker keep up so much chaos. Just jump him. He's a fucking weirdo. You are really mad that Safari didn't come to your auntie birthday party. Your auntie probably don't even know who the fuck Safari is. <laughs> your auntie is like a Safari. We barely we know who the fuck Safari is. Most we notably, got- he's Nicki Minaj's ex-boyfriend. Your man like, we going to Safari. We and going he got booed at Dykeman. I just, I don't care about your grandma's birthday party. Oh, God. On the Lord and Savior. On Big G-O-D, fuck your grandma. And your auntie and that birthday party. Nobody cares about it. This motherfucker was going through it. They had a newborn baby and he didn't make it to New York for your auntie's birthday party and you about to lose your shit. Fuck that birthday party. Why don't you go to therapy and get help for your real fucking issues? Your wife, your ex-wife is withholding your children from you which based on how you've been behaving on this show is probably for the best, but that don't have shit to do with nobody else. And you projecting all of that onto everybody else, onto sin, onto safari. No, nobody cares. I feel nobody cares. I feel like Cisco, I kind of piggybacking off of what you said. I feel like two things. One Cisco is grasping for a storyline because let's be honest and let's be clear, he is uninteresting as fuck and I always have been because he's always been a fuck nigga. Um, and two, so he's grasping at a storyline to just keep up shit because he needs to be on this show. And two, he needs that check. Because Absolutely. I cannot, because we all know Cisco's a weirdo. We've been watching this goddamn uh, baked Since honey back bun. Back when he was messing with Daryl Strawberry daughter. Yeah, like we, like we. And she said her daughter was her pet dog. Like, we know the type of shit Cisco on, right? But, like, you can't be this goddamn weird. Like, because this is a lot. This is a lot. This is a lot of level of weird from Cisco. Like, a For lot. Sure. Yeah, it is. It is. Um, We had just spoke about Jonathan using his experiences as a queer child and how he was abused and harmed. Um his his event was absolutely having a conversation about just how nasty and harmful conversion therapy is um just how abusive that is and then here come amina with all her pent-up trauma for marrying the motherfucker while he had a living girlfriend <laughs> to talk about a ladybug costume <laughs> now at first i thought Wait, I thought they had a daughter together. So whose son? You you violated in a few ways, in my opinion. One, you de- you chose this moment to derail an event that was extremely important to the to the queer community. Okay. Mm-hmm. Gay conversion therapy ain't nothing but shock therapy and abusive hormone therapy. Yep. That shit should be criminal absolutely in the world 
not just in the U.S. It should be against the law every fucking where. Absolutely. First of all, I hate ladybugs. Let me be <laughs> honest about you. I I hate bugs in general, but I specifically hate ladybugs because they can be kind of cute, but those motherfuckers bite. If I bet you didn't know that ladybugs bite. But they when bite. I was a child, I didn't. But like, I think I got, I think I got bit by one. Like when I was a teen, I was like, "Bitch, what? They can bite?" Yeah, like ladybugs bite. And so, going into this tirade about, well, how do you support the community when you didn't even want to let your son be a ladybug for Halloween? Uh, okay. First of all, kids pick up any damn thing in the store. Let me just tell you that it's a reason why when parents can avoid it, they don't take their little kids to the store. Cause you know what those little crumb snatchers do? Get every, damn thing. every fucking thing. Then when we find out from Tara that her son, her and Peter's son, who the, who's the kid in question was just picking up any fucking costume. Anyone he saw, he picked up the pink ladybug costume. He picked up some other costumes. He picked up the, he was just touching shit. Right. It wasn't that deep. We have we have enough homophobics, especially in black men and cis, cis black men and black women, that you don't got to try to put that label on somebody frivolously. And as much as I'd like calling niggas out, I will say that the men that was here in this moment, in this event, they were supportive. They weren't weird. Then we later found out that Peter was raised by a lesbian woman. So he has a he has a, a different view of the community than a lot of black men who maybe go out their way to, to act like they don't know about the community. I thought Amina was being spiteful, to be honest. That's what it came and off it, of. It was evidenced by Tara also getting pissed off because Tara's like, you didn't have a right to bring up my son, period. That's my child. I advocate for my child. It seemed like she, um, no matter how much she tried to pretend she not, Amina is still very bitter about that relationship and that divorce. And she, she used this as a moment. Because all mm -hmm. that yelling, screaming, hooting, hollering, and so on and so forth, it was really weird. It There's no way you 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 went that route about a fucking ladybug costume. Like, ain't no fucking way. It was, it was and, unnecessary and uncalled for, especially in that moment in particular. And Peter was visibly hurt by her doing that. And after they had a conversation... This bitch had the nerve to say, Peter, I know you're not homophobic. Huh? But you tried to paint this man as such in front of all of these people. Like, what was the reason? What was the purpose? Like, why would you? That was so ugly to me. And she that's why she's still ugly. With that fucking underbite. And then fucking <laughs> pit bull teeth. <laughs> so... Like, again, we on this show, we have dragged the fuck out of people for being passive aggressively homophobic, blatantly homophobic, transphobic, biphobic, just nasty to the community in general. I just don't think I think this was one of those moments where 
where Peter deserved that type of energy. He did. There's a lot so, more shit that you can cur- criticize him for, and rightfully so, but this wasn't it. Absolutely. Absolutely. It was a reach. It was a reach, and it was something to try to have a moment to deflect from the real issues of, of her not being over that shit. Yeah. Which, which, you know, like you said earlier, Candace, like, go to therapy, sort that shit out, but leave, leave us the fuck alone. Yeah. Don't don't try to use the community for a gotcha moment. The community goes through enough as is without people trying to wield use them to be like, ah, look at this nigga. Correct. Um, the men also had an opportunity to see a drag show. I love the fact that the 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 gay and the bisexual men on this show um incorporated their community and their culture. It would have been so easy for them to do something that they felt would have made everybody comfortable. But I'm sick of the community having to think about everybody else's comfort. Represent you. And I feel like they did that well. I feel like Bobby and Jonathan did that extremely well. I know Zell's event is coming up with the fashion show. It's like going to be this last episode airing tomorrow. But I love that they brought their culture out. I love that they brought out issues important to them and didn't didn't feel like they had to consider the comfort of cis-hetero, cis-het black men. And it was cool. And even Rick said he enjoyed it. He was like, if you strip away the weird expectations that they put on mass, you know, straight men's masculinity, he said he enjoyed that. He enjoyed it. He had a good time. Now, my only question is, with Zell's fashion show, is somebody else going to be doing the fashions? Oh, come on, Jeremy. Don't do that. Because, uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, <laughs> you know, important event. Don't get me wrong. Very important event. I'm just wondering who is going to be doing the body because I hope it ain't <laughs> God Nigga damn. said, who is the fashionista here? Because <laughs> <laughs> it goddamn sure ain't <laughs> um beautiful gowns, beautiful gowns. I'm I'm I've had enough of the Erica Mena woe is me shit show. You and that man are not living in the same home. Y'all are not, y'all don't even appear to be living in the same state. You say he's not present and accounted for with the kids. He's out here doing his own thing. Why are you upset and want this man back? Continue with the divorce and call it a fucking day. And leave us alone. Leave us alone. One minute you crying because he's sending the next bitch roses. The next minute you screaming about you can't wait to divorce him. He lost his family. Pick a position and stay there. That's all I'm asking. Correct. Because it's getting weird. It's I'm getting this being kind, man. It's on our fucking nerves is what it is. Yes. And Safari, quit lying, talk about I want my family, I want my wife. No, you don't. And you and it's okay to say you don't want her because you have your reasons. And I can I can bet that your biggest reason for not wanting to be with Erica is because she's fucking abusive. Mm-hmm. Hold her fucking accountable. 
you won't be the bad guy for being honest. I don't want to be with a woman who's abusive like this. Not only is she verbally abusive, she's phys- she gets physically abusive and she's emotionally abusive. And you, you are well within your right to not want to be with that, but be honest about it. absolutely don't be honest about it. And yes, I absolutely do feel that Safari has likely has dropped the ball several times in a relationship, not in terms of cheating, but just being a present and accounted for a partner. But if y'all had done the work before y'all got married, y'all would have, y'all would know how to handle these situations. There's no such thing as a perfect marriage. There's no such thing as a fairy tale marriage. There will be bumps in the road, but if you do the work, like if y'all had done premarital counseling, y'all were so worried about a prenup that y'all didn't worry about actually doing counseling. Mm-hmm. Which you y'all clearly been, both need, both together both and need. individually. Hello, y'all would have been given the tools to to deal with conflict resolution. Correct. Now y'all just out here drowning. She's abusive as shit. You, you, the, the, the police getting called to the house, and I, nobody wants to be in a relationship that works like that. Because that's not an a relationship. That's hell. Exactly. Exactly. So, but again, um, I hearken back to what um, both of us said when these two motherfuckers got together is that these two motherfuckers did not need to get together. Like, physically, the aesthetic is there. Attractive yeah. couple. Sex probably freaky. You know, that's probably yeah. good. I would like to see it. But I don't like seeing them in a relationship because they don't they don't have the tools necessary to be better together. They're terrible together. Correct. Better apart. So together they are a toxic mess. Yes, they are a shit show. But I they would are like a to see complete shit show. Like, I would like to see. I will. Me too. Me too. Um, this last episode is going to get real ugly. It's going to get real ugly because, or this last few episodes, I know that like Black Ink Crew is coming back as soon as this is over, but it's going to get real ugly because Stevie J was talking to Peter Guns, and apparently Cisco said that him and Amina actually had sex. Which, and then at Zell's fashion yeah. show, um, uh, Cisco is like holding a train to Amina's dress and this, that, and the third. Even if Peter and Amina are divorced, and, and rightfully so, and Peter was not good to Amina, Peter was not good to Tara, Peter was not good to himself in this in these situations or in their early days on Love and Hip Hop. He wasn't good to nobody. Right. But Cisco has clearly violated if there's any truth to what Stevie J told Peter. Yeah, I don't give a fuck how he treated that woman. If y'all supposed to be friends, that woman is off limits unless he die. Now, if he die, you know, okay. I mean, if he die, he die. But to be smiling in this man's face, talking about y'all bros, y'all friends, and you did something like that, Peter deserved to beat the brakes off you. And it ain't about Amina. It's just about respect. Yeah, like I'm not, I'm not going after my friends, anybody that my friends mess with. Like that's just 
let That's alone weird. somebody they was mar- married to and have a child with. And Amina, he, Peter need to get his girl cousins to jump Amina. Yeah. <laughs> That's because that was that's a too. that's that's a nasty level of disrespect considering you went into this situation with Peter knowing he was with Tara because mm-hmm. if we do if we run the season back you was hounding him about still living with her you knew who Tara was you got with this man married this man fucked on this man had a baby with this man knowing that when you got with him he was in a long um he was in a long time relationship with Tara. Yep. This is a this is a Kimye thing. There ain't no victims here. All of you motherfuckers are stupid. Everybody was making choices and decisions. But Cisco need to get beat up. So I'm looking forward to tomorrow's episode. It's going to be messy. All in all, this has been a pretty uh good little whatever Mona put together. I, I'm yeah. not disappointed by it's, it. Uh, it's it's definitely better than what she's been given in recent years. I'll say definitely say that. It was this is better than that whole season of uh, Love and Hip Hop Miami minus the girl Gael and the dude and her uh, her her husband's mistress saying "fuck it, let's jump this pussy ass." <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> hands ready to eat for everybody. Hello. Um, let's head on over to the real bigots of Salt Lake City. Uh, I'm going to put a dunce camp, a dunce cap on Heather and Whitney. I feel like y'all have been stirring the pot, stirring the pot, gaslighting, gaslighting, gaslighting Meredith. And that shit is ugly. And Fran, I'm gonna let you handle it. But the one thing that really grinded the fuck out of my gears was Whitney and Lisa sitting up discussing when Meredith's dad memorial was. First yeah. things first. If you have been my friend for 15 years, Lisa Barlow, mm. why wouldn't you attend my father's memorial? Why wouldn't you even send a floral arrangement? Mm-hmm. I'm so glad we're here. Continue. I'm so glad we're here. My parent passed away and we live in the same city. You my best friend. Yeah, girl, you don't we show up for me. You don't show up for me. You on the bus or whatever to veil or whatever the case may be. And you don't come through and you don't l- be there for me. You don't even send a fucking plant, a peace plant? Nothing. Furthermore, whatever day her dad's memorial was on, it shouldn't matter. She's still going to be grieving after the memorial is done. Her fucking father passed away. Like, I'm just very much so confused about Y'all doing all this inch eye private eye sleuth and shit about this memorial, but nobody has yet to call Jen out online about Coach Shaw being in the hospital with internal bleeding the day she got indicted. Hello. And the and the homeland security and FBI and everybody was looking for her. That was a blatant fucking lie. A blatant goddamn lie. And you know what pisses me off about it is that they figured out it was a lie, but they haven't said shit about it. They being pussy. Like they figured out because shit that 
even that same episode or the episode after they figured out that it didn't make sense with the timing of like, what she said happened and then how they got there. And then like they never revisited it. They just was like, oh, well, I guess you was lying, but this whatever. But y'all on Meredith head about some about quote unquote possibly lying about her uh, father's memorial, but y'all have yet to be like, Jen, you was full of shit. Cause you know good and goddamn well you got off that bus because they was coming after your ass. The thing that's weird is also weird to me. Meredith rarely talks about her family outside of Seth and the kids. Yeah. She never made her story. She never made her father a storyline for this fucking show. So why do y'all keep trying to pry into that? Yeah. If anything, they trying to make it a storyline for the show. And she keep telling y'all to back off and leave that situation alone. Mm hmm. And y'all keep digging, keep poking, keep prodding, keep doing, keep going and keep going. All of this because y'all are scared of Jen Shaw. Who ain't nobody to be fucking afraid of because if the bitch misstep wrong, she getting her bond revoked. I would bait the bitch to try to fight me just so I could send her to jail. <laughs> you ain't shit. Because you know when you out on bond, you can't do shit. You can't even bleak wrong or they'll put your ass back in jail. That is fucking hilarious. And also, I do agree with um, Meredith about the dinner. How you paying for the dinner after you just declared to, to the U.S. government, the FBI, and everybody that you broke? But you yeah, buying, you buying I, the cash diamond necklaces. Cause, yeah, because I don't believe for one second that the husband's actually paid for that damn dinner. I don't believe that for a minute. For a minute. And then Bravo They might have so paid shady. for the trip, did, but they didn't pay for that damn dinner. Bravo's so shady that they rolled the camera back showing Jen having those necklaces designed. <laughs> the fact that the courts, that the government is going to subpoena all footage from these, from these two seasons to get what they need about Jen Shah is fucking ridiculous. The fact that she didn't gracefully bow out of this show for this season and handle her legal issues, that just shows you how stupid and arrogant she is. There's no way I would be doing this show. I know she need the money for legal reasons, but they wouldn't be getting shit out of me. Listen. They wouldn't They wouldn't get shit out of me. They'd see me and my husband moving into a shack, <laughs> a mobile home. We moving into a trailer. We ain't got no money. Yo, yo, um, shit. What's the goddamn, uh, what's the girl name from Black Ink, New York? Uh, she used to be on the... Uh, Melody. Remember Melody in that damn movie? <laughs> yep. <laughs> yep. Like, no, I'm dead ass. Like, you wouldn't catch me spending a dime. We'd be eating oodles and noodles. Beanies and weenies. They'd think we so goddamn broke. L listen, beanie weenies. <laughs> Bologna sandwiches. <laughs> they would be thinking that we is fucking, we sinking. We on a sinking ship. Cause ain't no way. Cause they're gonna pull all that footage. Yeah, they are, and they're gonna ask for receipts. They're gonna ask who paid for them necklaces. They will subpoena every single cast person and husband to see who paid for diamond necklaces. Like, girl, you are being in indicted and investigated for fraud, beloved. Like, they girl, will subpoena fraud. the jeweler who made them and ask who rendered the payment. 
But again, she's like a said, fool, and she's and always dumb. trying to argue with Lisa. I don't understand. I don't like Lisa, but this hard on that Jen has for Lisa choosing to to be neutral in this shit between her and Meredith is starting to drive me fucking crazy. Every time it's it's an argument between somebody else is, well, you ain't do this, Lisa. You ain't do this for me. I don't have to do shit for you, you fucking criminal. It's it's one, it's annoying and it's fabricated because girl, like that was all, like honestly, literally the reason that Meredith and Lisa have a strained relationship now it's because Lisa because. was neutral when Jen was clearly in the wrong when it came to um, how one stealing from Meredith um, out of her shop and then out of her store and then two the attacks on her kids. That's why Lisa and Meredith are in a strained relationship. So how are you mad that Lisa is doing what she has always done and you were cool with being her friend then? But now all of a sudden you like for whatever dumb reason upset that she is remaining neutral when she's always been neutral. Jen, shut the hell up. You just you need some kind of distraction because you're getting indicted. That's all the fuck this is. Cause that make it makes no goddamn sense that you mad at Lisa Good. for doing what Lisa has always done, and that's being neutral. And honestly, she should have never been neutral. And she should have sided with Meredith. Right. Like there literally should not be this animosity with you and Jen because you shouldn't be friends with her. Hello. Period. Period. So Jen is just doing her typical Jen shit, just performing and looking because again, she's being indicted, so she don't can't do too much. So she's just grasping at straws to try to have a storyline. Because there's literally yeah. no reason for you and for her for you for her to be this mad at Lisa for just being Lisa. It makes no goddamn sense. Uh, period. Um I wanna I wanna have a conversation. Because Whitney, Whitney sits on that soapbox too much for somebody who was fucking, who was married and started fucking somebody else's husband and they was excommunicated from the church. (sighs) Not only that, you got a lot to say for somebody's husband is being investigated for a pyramid scheme. Not only that, you got a lot to say for somebody who has spent a million dollars to relaunch a skincare line and it's still shitty. (laughs) Maybe if you worried about what the fuck was going on in your life, your shit wouldn't be starting to hit Jen Shaw levels. You got too much mouth. I wanted to like Whitney, but I feel like she's a tryhard at this point. Like even with Lisa, Lisa don't like you. She started off good, but she, like you said, I, I initially I did like Whitney because she was damn near the only one that actually had some sense and she was holding people accountable. But the second she started trying to get somebody that clearly does not like her to like her, I was like, yeah, okay, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm good. It's it, it's gotten weird. She's gotten yeah. very, very much so weird, and I very don't weird. know what to say about it. And Heather. To make a first of all, Mary was right. You don't have a husband. All you got is some husband-like linebacker shoulders and a big wide back. Okay, now okay, so you're not wrong, but I'm hold on. No, I'm saying then you clap back about well, ain't you fucking your step granddaddy? And okay, so my thing is, if this is how y'all really feel about Mary. 
Why do y'all be so pissed off when she don't want to fuck with y'all? I don't care for Mary Crosby. I damn sure think she she's a, a religious scammer. Which put a pin in that because that's another problem that I have with uh, this season. But put a pin. Remind me to come back. She's a, a, she's a religious too. scammer. But if y'all feel like this about her, why y'all keep trying to keep her in this friend circle? And I Mary, I feel like I'm calling a little bit of bullshit on on why you are not coming. Why you're claiming you may not come back after the second season? Um, I feel like the heat is about to turn up on you in that church, and you're I, trying to get ahead of it. That is exactly why I should have put a pin in it. But we can go ahead and talk about it now. Go ahead. Go ahead. I feel like you're trying to get ahead of it because according to what I've been seeing online, the church is not even open. It's boarded up. Oh, it is? That's what that's what I've been reading, that the church's not even open no more. It's boarded up. And that's giving me pause to say you're trying to get in front of something. Because mm. who Cause... just randomly closes down a church? One yeah. that has been open since your grandmother was alive. Yeah. This church been in y'all family for, yeah, this church been in y'all family for generations, and all of a sudden it's it's not operating, it's boarded up, no, not doing no services, and this that. What are you trying to get in front of? Yeah, the lid finna like, blow off some bullshit with that church. Because my biggest issue um with this season, had especially with um when it comes to like because we talked about it, like they can't fully talk about the gen shit because it's an ongoing investigation like we get that right but it's so much other shit that they could have for instance and this the is shit a part of the other shit right yeah this is some shit that why aren't th- why aren't y'all talking about that right and see again my i take going back to the ladies because because remember that one episode is like they started to but then like whatever happened they got sidetracked and they just never revisited it and i'm just like that is like that's mess right there. Why are we not going back to this? Like they just mentioned it and then never talked about it again. Like camera came on and a, you know kind of gave a little hint about you know some of the bullshit that's going on on in the church and like they talked about it one episode. Mary said, "Don't ask me about it." And then, then they just never did. Bitch, excuse me. <laughs> no, no. Especially if we are going, if y'all are going to keep this shit going with Jen. No, keep that shit going with Mary too, because that that is also scandalous and, sh- and shit. Keep that shit going, and they just never talked about it again. Absolutely. Um, but yeah, that's okay. Because like, like on the one hand, I do agree with you that you know, both Heather and Whitney. Like I, I'm over both of them. But I, but like, yeah, she don't have a husband. But also, I mean, husbands are not a prize. Um, and then two. Yeah. And then too, like yeah. I'm sorry, but if you fucked your granddaddy, I don't give a fuck what you got to say. I'm sorry. Now that's problematic, but I'm sorry. You fucked your granddaddy. You can't say a goddamn thing to me. I am sorry. Yeah, I and not only and again, not only that, I just I do agree with like and I do believe uh Mary when she's like, we are not friends outside of filming this show, and I, I'm yeah. not gonna keep pretending like we are. And so if that's the case, don't come on the show. Don't do the show. But you're not doing the show because you don't like how these ladies treat you or because y'all are not friends. You're running from something. You're trying mm-hmm. to get ahead of some bullshit. Yeah. And let's call a thing a thing on that. Yeah, because you're not about to convince me as mean and coarse as Mary Crosby is. You're not about to convince me like 
did what these ladies have to say about her, which honestly, aside from the fucking the granddaddy shit, is very tame. Like, if we're being honest, in my opinion, these girls give Mary a lot of grace that she do not deserve because, Candace, we niggas. Ain't no way in the hell nobody would talk to us the, the way Mary talked to everybody and and just let that the shit only, slide. The only person I agree with Mary giving that energy to is, is Jeannie, which yeah. we can go ahead and hop into it. Yeah, Mary don't like Jeannie, and that's because a an anti black black woman can see the racism in you. Yeah, that's just big. It don't see it. She, yeah, she can. She could. She could feel the vibes. Because she is. She the could vibes. feel it from you. She yeah. That's what I'm saying. She like looking in the mirror. She could see that. She could see the racism in that in that uh, Asian woman. Yeah. <laughs> she could see it as radiating because she anti black. Yep. So she could see anti blackness from a mile away. The difference yeah. is gum, gummy grandma genie bitch. You don't have a right to do and say none of the shit that you have said across your social media platforms prior to you getting on this show. It was literally hate. I'm talking about mama. It was, was hate. It, in the racism. it was not a misstep. It was not a one off. You are a full blown Racist. bigot. And that's why I I do what I I don't care for Mary at all. I'm glad to see these women trying to bully Mary for not wanting to be friends with Jeannie. And now they all over social media eating crow and eating humble pie. That is so now they're not associated with her. They don't condone nothing she did. I also got an issue with Bravo as well because because y'all didn't do y'all homework. You didn't do your fucking homework. Cause that's my biggest, because I, I feel like that's what you're going to, Candace. Like when I saw this, I'm just sitting here like, so y'all didn't do y'all homework on this woman. Like her like y'all didn't go look at like, her Facebook. Y'all didn't look at her Instagram. You didn't go see if she had a Tumblr. Y'all didn't it's, even it's cover right the most basic groundwork before bringing this woman on this show. Right. Cause it's like right there. It's not hidden. Like she had it right now. <laughs> Like she got clocked, she got clocked ASAP by random strangers on the internet, but y'all didn't know she was saying and doing none of this. Right. Y'all are a whole ass network with resources. <laughs> y'all, I wish I would just be honest and say y'all didn't care until the public cared. Like if those yeah. posts had never resurfaced, she would mm. still be on that show. Yeah, because um, if we're going to be honest, that's why sometimes I say bullying on social media works. It does, because you know, let's be real and honest. Uh, like it's kind of like too late for them to like retroactively do it. Um, with like older franchises like Atlanta, like Beverly Hills and stuff like that. But like a lot of the girls, you know, white, black, whatever, like all of them, they got fucked up shit to say. Oh, I have said fucked up shit on social media, but they can't like retroactively, you know, because like Kenya Moore, Kenya Moore got like mad old homophobic tweets and shit, but like they can't just retroactively, you know, retcon like, oh, you know, we didn't know, you know, we we can't abide by that because Kenya, you know, for 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 good or bad, like Kenya's a staple at this point, right? But like for like the newer franchises like Salt Lake City, 
nigga, y'all didn't, y'all weren't able to do y'all, do y'all homework? Like, this is new. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, this, these girls ain't established. This is new. So how the hell y'all didn't do y'all homework? Exactly. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. worst of luck to, to Jeannie and her family, because if she a bigot, her husband won, they family bigots, they are probably a huge, a, a typical Asian family that is extremely anti-black and anti-brown and they would much rather step on other minorities to be white adjacent and a huge fuck you for that you shouldn't you like come on we know racism is wrong I'm tired of motherfuckers apologizing for some shit you knew you had no business saying you just know you felt like you would never be reprimanded and punished for it in any capacity Basically, bigots and racists know the shit that they say and do is wrong. They just are comfortable saying it because they, for the most part, they'll never have to face any consequences behind it. Mm-hmm. Um, well, that's it. Yeah, prayers down. Eat shit. You should get hit, but it's another conversation. All that. Big bad, and I could tell by the way she was talking to Mary that she was kind of racist. Like every time Mary would say something, she'd start cussing her out, but she don't respond to them to the white ladies like that. You know, that's a fair point. Very fair point. So yeah. Um, that's it. We out. Peace, niggas. We'll be back next we week. We should be getting very close to the end of this season and getting into the reunion, no. Yeah, because this is like what episode 20, 21. It's like, goddamn, not shit. Okay. Like, like wrap wrap this shit up, Andy. Gotcha. But, um, yep. we'll see y'all back next week. Out, out of trouble. Oh, happy Black History Month. Yeah. Yeah. Unlock your powers, in the, my brothers. In and the sisters. heat in <laughs> um and also. And also, don't watch no Kenya Barish bullshit for Black History Month. Like, he just a he just an interracial weirdo. Just everything interracial. God damn. I don't even know who that is, but I know to stay away from. The one of the motherfuckers who keep making those ish shows. Oh, oh, that's what. You know what? I saw that and knew I didn't need to play with demons. So you know what? I love that for me. Yeah. Well, we'll see y'all back next week, niggas. Uh, Stay out the way. Don't be sucking dick down to the paint. Bye. (laughs)